Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Nerdiest Podcast in the Midwest, an episode where we are going to determine whether or not we are truly worthy. The Midwestern Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Brian Stoffel, joined, as always, by... K.O. Kyle Olson. We are your Midwestern Nerds. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-E-R-N-E-R-D-S. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Midwestern Nerds. We are the Midwestern Nerds podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send that to MidwesternNerds at gmail.com. You can find our podcast wherever you find a podcast. This week, we are talking about the brand new mcu movie thor love and thunder we are going to tell you if we loved it or if it is a piece of thunder that comes out of your ass (laughs) kyle (laughs) eloquently put (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna kick it off to you first because i think people are going to be surprised with what i have to say oh let's hear your let's hear your take first what were your general thoughts on Thor Love and Thunder. Non-spoiler review before we dive into the rest of the spoilers. Um, I very much enjoyed this movie. It's very fun. There's so much to dive into. Like, the, these are the kind of movies, this and, like, Spider-Man and uh, Multiverse of Madness, like, these are the kind of movies I love to watch the nerds on YouTube dissect. And it's just every second, every frame of this movie, is just, there. there's something to find in the background. It's so much fun. Um... A lot of future MCU developments out of this movie, which I don't think we've gotten out of the other two movies that we've had so far. Like, I would say I'm including No Way Home in this and like the other two movies that we've had recently. This is the most that we've seen future Marvel uh, out of this. So like, I think that's what makes me so excited about coming out of Like, obviously, this was a great movie and this was fun. I love Thor. I don't know why or where this love of Thor has started for me, but I have the, I, an actual toy hammer. My necklace that I wear every day is literally Mjolnir. I don't know where this love came from. Love and thunder. But um, I don't know where it came from, but he's become quickly become one of my favorites. And this movie was just, I mean, so much fun. The end credit scenes build so much again, like so much future MCU coming out of this. And I, I just cannot wait. I know a lot of times people come to this and they're like, oh, great. Like we got, we got Kyle who likes to build this stuff up. He loves everything. He doesn't really dislike a whole lot. And when he does, he's pretty passionate about it, but we don't (laughs) usually hear that side of things. It's usually, I love it. I love it. I love it. And everybody, when it comes to my take, they're like, oh great. Here's the guy who (laughs) claims to love all this stuff and shits on it every chance he can possibly get. I will say there's there's a little bit of shitting that I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I really enjoyed this movie. The things that I was nervous about going into this movie, I feel like were handled with care and respect for the most part. Um, and those were the things that I was like, this is either going to make this a super enjoyable movie or it's going to be one of the worst movies, in my opinion, in the MCU. And luckily... Luckily, those things were treated with the care and respect that they deserved, so I very much enjoyed this movie. I think it helps that we got Ragnarok as, like, the the this-is-what-to-expect going into this movie. I know a lot of people that 
didn't like this movie are like the reasons why I didn't like Ragnarok. But because we got Ragnarok, I think I was going into this like expecting the tone that we got and was pleasantly surprised when we got those serious moments, those those moments that needed the care that they that they deserved. And when we got that, that's when I was pleasantly surprised with this movie. Very funny. There were a lot of jokes in this movie, a lot of jokes. Most of them worked for me. Some of them <laughs> didn't, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but we'll get into that. But overall, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. That was your vanilla non-spoiler portion of this episode. If you haven't seen Thor Love and Thunder yet, turn this off until you do. We've given you a week to see it, so because of that, we're going to just jump in full spoilers Kyle, is there any specific spoiler you want to jump into right away? Do we want to do beginning of the movie? Do we want to do... Oh, you want to jump into that right away. For the podcast listeners, everyone out there, because we don't actually put up the video for this, I'm currently wearing my Ted Lasso jersey that I bought. It has banter on it, and it has Mr. Roy Kent on the back. I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited. This is a perfect casting. I'm so excited. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking way, bro. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. <laughs> yes, Roy Kent being cast as Hercules in this movie. I will admit, when we are at uh, Omnipotent City or whatever it's called, I was, I was like, "Where's Hercules?" Mm-hmm. Like that was like the one thing that I was like, "Where is this portion of the movie?" I'm glad that they that they gave it to us at the end. It's funny that when you were talking about listening to the podcasts and like the YouTube videos and all the speculations and all the Easter egg stuff coming out of it, the ones that I listened to, it's funny that you came out of this movie and I came out of this movie with the same mentality of, okay, we're getting like glimpses into where we're going in Mm -hmm. phase four. (laughs) And I feel like, Everybody that I listen to that usually has those perspectives, I don't know if, like, they they left, if they did, like, the <laughs> non-Marvel thing and, like, left once the credits started or if they were sleeping or, like, what. But a lot of them are, like, we still don't know where we're going. And I'm, like, um, I, I think Russell Crowe kind of delivered in that mid credit scene that we're focusing on the gods being upset that all these superheroes are stealing the spotlight. I mean, we've, we've talked about all the other projects like Moon Knight, like Ms. Marvel, uh, Eternals, all these things, introducing all this new mythology, all these, all these new gods. And we're like, where is this going? Russell Crowe said it pretty plain and clear to me that, okay, we're going to get heroes versus gods in this phase. And, I'm excited for it. Dude, think of, I mean, think of, I'll, I'll try not to go too deep into this, but like, think about the Eternals were told that they, they, they set the table for what we believe is modern gods. That's what they thought they were until it was revealed that they were synthetic androids, you know, basically like, so they were basically named after gods. They, they thought that they built a lot of religion. And then we get Moon Knight where they kind of they they escape the duat which is not i don't think supposed to be a thing <laughs> like I, I, we get tawet like who helps them out but like i can't remember the god's name who's supposed to be like at the gate he can't be too happy about uh steven and mark getting out 
You have Miss Marvel who dives so much into religion as well. And then we get we get this, literally opposing the gods, killing a lot of the gods. And now Zeus kind of re- re- revealing that a lot of the gods are starting to not be as praised because they have these godlike figures on Earth and in on other planets in the in the galaxy that are kind of replacing gods at this point where where people are looking up to the sky not to the gods but to the superheroes i think it's so interesting this deep dive into religion i think there had to be a hook for this and i mean there's the whole thing about fate and free will because of all everything in loki too there's so much that goes into this and i think this solid we were all kind of piecing together oh there's all this they, they had mentioned so much of um the ancestral plane uh, and we're going to learn, I'm sure, so much more about that with the Black Panther movie coming up soon. There there were so many teases about this, and we, we all were like, okay, they seem to be focusing on religion. Now we know for sure, like, this is probably going to be a main focus, which then plays into more people thinking that the main bad might be the devil himself, Mephisto, but we don't know. We, that, that still might just be a pipe dream for everyone. It might just, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just, I have my I, hopes. I, I think that's the pipe dream. I, I think, think that's the that's pipe dream. The pipe dream. I have my I hopes for Doctor Doom. Ooh, that's what I want. <laughs> I, I feel like if where we think that we're going with Secret Wars, you almost have to have Doctor Doom, right? Um, or and, and they've he, been setting up Kang the Conqueror as well. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. Since we're talking about gods and all that stuff right now, sure. Let's just jump to that portion of the movie. Oh, I just, Um, sorry. I have one last thing to say about Hercules. I think the reason I'm so excited is like, they set him up almost the same way that Guardians 2 set up Adam, right? Even though, but they actually showed him. Like, we actually have the casting. We've seen the guy. They kind of set him up as the next bad guy against Thor. I I think people who read the comics know that, yeah, he's kind of like, he battles Thor and he battles Hulk in a couple times. Like, but like, at the end of the day, they're normally kind of friends. They're normally together, and I think that honestly will happen. Like, they're going to have a fight, and they're going to have some mutual respect. Hercules isn't actually going to go after Thor, and I think Hercules is actually going to be a part of the MCU going forward as a hero, and I think this is where we maybe go into Ares being the actual, like, Hercules couldn't get the job done, so Zeus sends Ares instead. That's my theory. That's my hopes for what, for what we get out of this. What... What movie or where do you think he's going to show up? That's like, because at this point with how busy Taika is and how like open-ended this movie is. And I want to save like the end of the movie talk for, I mean, towards the end of the podcast, but like where, where and when do you think he's going to show up? Is this going to be like the Adam Warlock where he was teased like what, eight years ago at this point, or it feels like it. And I I love Roy Kent, but if I'm expecting him to stay in that good a shape for that long time, uh, I'd be a little bummed if I was him. I'd be a little anxious. I'd be like, "Come on, coach, let me in." <laughs> in in my head, they they do the next team up movie, whatever that is, end up going to be like the big, you know, the Avengers, whatever that movie is going to be. It's almost Hercules coming to take out Thor or someone and, and and there's this big fight that's where the respect happens almost in the middle of the movie and then we're all sitting there like what's going on and that's when you could almost put in Ares and have that big I don't know I think you could do something I think it has to be a team up movie because I don't think we have any Thor thing coming up probably for a fucking long time so it's not going to be a Thor standalone 
Um, so that may be an issue too. I hope they don't sit on the shelf with this for a while because I think there's a lot of people excited for this. And uh, before we jump to the gods again, uh, I was I might have been jumping the gun a little bit too long. Let's let's quickly talk about the that other uh, the post credit scene. Yes, with uh, with uh, Jane Foster coming to Valhalla, and we see <laughs> Heimdall back. We get Idris Elba back, which was a pleasant surprise. Very. I loved that scene, and I loved that it didn't really say and set it up but it left it open to interpretation uh M- mr uh olsen here's favorite thing with the head cannon, and just based off of comic book knowledge if natalie portman had so much fun with this movie and wanted to come back she could come back and it w- she could come back in a way that would work as in she could be the new valkyrie because mm-hmm. uh the valkyrie character for those of you who are like, what role or purpose does she have other than like the name Valkyrie? Uh, the Valkyries guide the dead as guardians from the battlefield to Valhalla. And they oftentimes in the Marvel comics end up joining the fights, helping out uh, Jane Foster in the comics. It's the same as the movie where she becomes the mighty Thor She's got cancer, ultimately, like, makes the ultimate sacrifice and ends up dying, but comes back as a Valkyrie. So I feel like if Natalie Portman wanted to, she could come back in that form, in that fashion. And I love that we set, that we have this post credit scene to keep that door cracked open for if, if that opportunity approaches we could definitely take advantage of it yeah because it's not like in the scene they teased her being valkyrie or teased her coming back or anything it's just her going to valhalla that's all it is if anything even if if natalie portman actually wants to be done again that's fine they set up now they actually set up valhalla we have heimdall we have odin we have another variant of loki we have so many different people uh the warriors three um like there's so many people that are up in valhalla that we could potentially do something there's so and again, it's another afterlife that we have established in the MCU. Can't I, there, There's just so much, so much that they, not only do they have multiverses, not only do we have other realms, but now we have afterlifes. This is, it's just, I mean, they really can do, and they have time travel. They can do almost anything they want at this point. <laughs> they can do anything they want. This is going to be a weird question, but I'm going to ask it anyways, because when I was listening to my podcast, I got a little confused. When you were watching the movie, did they have the Hercules scene as the mid-credits and then the Valhalla scene as the post-credit? Yes. Because, like, three different podcasts that I listened to said that it was the opposite order when they saw it. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, I'm pretty sure Hercules was first, and then Jane was the post-credit. And that's why I was confused. That's why I said, I feel like, like, I was like, what? did we watch the same movie <laughs> for a yeah. lot of these, a lot of these uh, Marvel podcasts that I listen to the, like that. And just some of the other things that they, that they had problems with or said with the movie, I was like, did we, did we watch the same movie? <laughs> it, it got me to the point where I was like, do I need to see this again? <laughs> and well, I'll definitely be seeing and, it again. And I, and I think I will too, which, which is showing my hand of how much I liked this movie because the last movie that we talked about, uh, Multiverse of Madness, I it's been up on Disney Plus for weeks now. 
I never went back to the theater to see it. I didn't watch it yet on Disney Plus. I'll probably get to it at some point, but it's not like towards the top of my list where Love and Thunder, I enjoyed enough where I do kind of want to go back and I want to see and I want to pick up on some of the things that I might have missed. I want to be more alert and focused on what's going on and in the uh, omnipotent city and see if I can pick up any any gods or any cameos or Easter eggs that I might have missed on that mm. first viewing. And while I'm talking about that now, finally, let's get into that scene because sure. <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun with that scene. I enjoyed that scene. It didn't quite go how I thought it was going to No, And so I'm kind of mixed. I'm kind of okay. mixed. Um, let me just say straight off. I loved Russell Crowe as Zeus. I love the interpretation that they went. I love how cheesy he was mm-hmm. and how like slimy and gross he kind of was. If you know like actual Greek mythology and Zeus, like he's not the Disney animated Zeus that that everybody loves from that movie. Like he's more the Russell Crowe type Zeus. He's a slime love... ball and and like he said, people have stopped praising him. A lot of people even in fucking Greece don't even like the uh, aren't even in that religion and most of them are Roman Catholic so like there aren't a lot of there's a reason he's a showman and that he's like the like the presenter of the omnipotent city it's because there he doesn't have much else to do there's not too many people praying to Zeus anymore yeah I I was kind of surprised of the orgy jokes that happened in that scene I was Heavily. like I, I was like, I, I I get that we're that we're PG thirteen, but there's a lot of families that take their kids to these <laughs> movies and try explaining to your to your seven year old what an orgy is and just a lot of adults luck. having some fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I loved that Thor looks up to Zeus as a hero, and that he bases like his most of his shtick on zeus to find out and come to realize that oh hey like this guy's kind of a dirtbag i i loved the accent i get that it was super fucking cheesy but i i i thought that it fit the tone of the character quite well i never in my lifetime ever thought that i would hear russell crowe say chill baby gates (laughs) like i never ever thought that i'd hear that line come out of his mouth that got one of the biggest laughs out of me throughout that movie yep um and the action was good too and let's not forget that ass we got to see we got (laughs) Uh, to see asgardian ass (laughs) yeah we uh we got to see america's ass and now we got to see uh the the godliest of godly asses <laughs> i just i in the mcu my favorite thing about russell crowe's zeus is like the un, uh, the intentional out of shape sliminess like you mentioned but then he's got that gold plate of armor over his chest with chiseled abs i mean just amazing and uh, so funny i liked like how the, cartoony the lightning bolt was yep, too <laughs> i i it's so perfect and then it ended up being one of the strongest weapons other than the necro sword but like like you mentioned too, the 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 accent. I I think I mentioned on this show when we were talking about the trailer for the movie. I was like, that accent is really bad. I, I like I I was not looking forward to it. I like he's trying too hard, but then it ended up working. Like I didn't have the same feelings when I was actually watching it. It was so weird. Uh, it ended up working really well. So props to Russell Crowe on the, on the performance. 
Anything else you want to add about this scene before I jump into some maybe uh, things that I... Not criticisms, but the things that make me kind of on the fence about this whole part of the movie? Um, two things. Uh, the... Uh, I, what what species is Korg? I can never remember now. I can't remember the I name don't of even, it. Uh, whatever I don't his remember. his god, right? The rock god uh, that he actually praised, that he mentioned earlier, and then he was actually there, was sitting on a throne of scissors, which was fucking hilarious because it's like the the sword throne from Game of Thrones, but it's also it it's on, it it keeps going that rock paper scissors joke that that Korg has. It's so fucking funny. I thought that was a brilliant touch. And then also, uh, I believe uh, Valkyrie mentioned a god of carpentry which i think now confirms christianity in the mcu <laughs> you know that jesus was just chilling in omnipotent city i i'm I, I think it would have been funny to show him but i think this was an even better way to just kind of subtly put him in there the only other time we've really mentioned it was cap saying there's only one god ma'am and she, he doesn't dress like that like other yep, than yep. other than that I, I yeah that that line i was like that one made me perk up but other than that this scene was Really fun. Lot, of, like I said, a lot of cool Easter eggs in this scene. This was a fun one to watch breakdown. My my YouTube channel, New Rockstars, that I watch, they did a really good breakdown of all the gods that we kind of that we got to see on screen at least. The fact that I I missed the the throne of scissors. Like so I I I saw the I was more focused on the god and like what was going on, and I really wasn't paying attention to what he was sitting on. Yep. That's again one of those reasons why. It, I want to go back and watch this movie, especially in this scene. I'm on the fence about this scene, though, because I feel like this was a missed opportunity to kind of tie things a little bit more together from what we've seen so far in Phase 4. Like, okay. I I kind of wish that we could have seen some of these gods that we've seen and other things to, like, tie things a little bit more. Like... I don't need like a full close up of them, but like if Khonshu would have been in the crowd or any of the Egyptian gods that there was one. Um, shoot, the sun god can't remember the name, but the sun god was in there, um, which was one of the gods that was missing from the temple that they met in a few times in Moon Knight that okay. didn't have an avatar. So there was one of the I I did notice that as well. Um, so yeah, I I kind of wish that that maybe we could have seen like something to tie that in you know if right. they like it could be a group shot they could have walked past them i don't need like a full-on like here's a headshot of this guy here's a headshot of that guy and sure. they all have lines like i don't need that but just like a little bit more obvious if those people were in that scene sure. to tie it a little bit together just so that like in case you walked out during the credits like i said or you were sleeping during like all the podcasters that i've listened to must have been to completely miss that we're getting into like the gods versus the avengers at this point but mm -hmm. like something to tie it in just a little bit more uh was one of the things that i was expecting and i was also i also thought that gore was gonna show up in this yep. scene um and i feel like as much as I enjoyed what went down in this scene, I, I almost would have enjoyed that more. Because the one thing that, like, I loved Christian Bale as Gore. And I thought he did a phenomenal job with Gore and what they gave him. 
I wish we could have seen a little bit more God butchering though with the God butcher. Sure. Yep. <laughs> Instead of just like a kidnapper. And I, I felt like they were building up to it in this scene. Cause they kept talking about how like, Oh, like he's not a threat. Like this is nothing to worry about. Like this guy's spreading lies to us. Like everybody calm down. Like sure. he's nothing. He's weak. And I thought that he was going to be like sitting in the crowd just like laughing and then we see like the shadow monsters come out of the necro sword and he starts slaying some people sure but then that would have so that would have forced zeus and some of those stronger people to almost join thor at that point for maybe the way the way that i interpret which i i completely agree i think we should have seen more it sounds like there was plans to do more at the beginning um apparently jeff goldblum was supposed to be in this potentially killed by gore and um peter dinklage i can't remember his name either um but the, the giant that helped with the or the e-tree the, or something like E-tree, that yeah that helped with stormbreaker apparently and someone else was casted but never confirmed as who they were playing uh what's her name in game of thrones yeah i can't remember <laughs> she okay. got cut from the movie and they had to pay her like seven million dollars yeah, for her holding, role that didn't even show up <laughs> holding fees which makes sense but uh, apparently those were cut out i would have liked to see even if they were, even if we got a montage or something, but so the way that I saw it is, he kind of he went after a lot of those uh, lower level gods. Basically, he went after a lot of people where he almost knew he was going to win. I think Zeus was playing it off so much he must have known that his thunderbolt, sorry, lightning bolt. Uh, he he must have known that his lightning bolt was. I love that touch by the way. The the god of thunder was calling it the thunderbolt, and Zeus got offended by that. I thought that was amazing. Um, he <laughs> he knew that the lightning bolt was like a good enough weapon to go against it. Like I, he, that's the way that I felt. That's why Zeus was playing it off so much. Like he knew that he had the weapon that could potentially stop him. And but I think by the time we got to Omnipotent City. Gore had already realized that he doesn't need to actually go like the necro sword. Yes, is a god killing weapon, but that's not the weapon he needs to be using right now. This is he's already on his hunt for eternity at this point. He already had kidnapped the kids. He had already been looking for. I mean, in the comics, it's a god bomb, but at this point, we're going for the 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 one wish from eternity. So that's how I looked at it. I wasn't expecting in the trailer. A lot of people thought that that what we ended up seeing was the Bifrost carrying the ship to Omnipotent City. A lot of people thought that that might have been Gore showing up. I thought we were going to get a bunch of people. I thought Zeus was going to die in the first five minutes of this movie. Like, I thought that's how we were going to start in this city with a bunch of gods dying. But I ultimately, like I said, that's that's how I read it. And I, I, I would have liked to see more killing, more butchering from Gore. But ultimately, I, I, I do like what they did. I like what they did, too. And I, I don't want this to sound like I'm being like, ugh like my idea is better i'm just like you can still critique yeah yeah i i feel like you still could have made it work to have him there to maybe try to take stormbreaker to be like i i knew i'd find you here kind of spot to try to take him though because he knows that those are a lot of a powerful gods it's it's true but it you could have also used that to show how just how how big of a threat that gore is yep because like granted he was a threat but like he never felt like the kind of threat that you see and again i i I don't like to compare but at the same time like i'm reading the book at the same time and i'm like you are a much bigger threat in the books than you are in the movie and again 
love what Christian Bale did mm-hmm. with what he was given. I just wish we could have gotten a little more. And I feel like if Gore would have shown up, you could have used like, like you still could have turned the gods against Thor and the Asgardians. Like, let's say he is slaying a bunch of people, either Zeus or like one of his henchmen could have been like, you brought him here. Like, this is your fault. Like, but at the your, end of the day, then then, you know. then they see him as a threat, though, and then they have to fight him. Like I, True. they they do have to find that balance there, and I think they because Thor knows that he's going after Eternity, and he first like he believes that he's going to get there. He with the kids and everything, he he knows that he's close, and these gods don't believe that he's actually ever going to get to Eternity. So again, there's a balance that you have to strike. I I like what they did, but I I like how we how jokey this scene was, but at the same time when it needed to get serious, it got serious. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that more with this movie than in Ragnarok. I feel like, like Ragnarok still tried to sneak in those jokes during the serious moments to kind of, sure. and that kind of like undermine things. I didn't feel that that was the case that much in this movie. I will say though, <laughs> and I, it's kind of weird saying this, but like, as much as I love the character, I kind of wish that, like, Korg would have stayed dead. Yeah. I, I feel like that would have just added a lot more weight to it. I My um, jaw was on the full. I thought they killed him. Like I Oh, I thought they did, too. And yep. that that that's what brought Sirius Thor back out, which a lot of people that don't like this movie that much wanted to see more of yep. was that Sirius Thor. That could have been the way instead of, like carrying his face around throughout the rest of the movie and then like ultimately bringing him back it's one of those things that like i because i have my strong comic book background like it doesn't bother me as much when people are like oh nobody ever stays dead in these <laughs> movies and it's like no have you ever read a comic book <laughs> yeah. like nobody ever stays dead in those either no and everybody dies in that and it's i mean like... if, you, if they ever watch anything super like it, i mean you watch the flash or arrow i mean everyone comes back in those shows like it, it's superhero stuff everyone's gonna come back eventually but at the same time like uh, i feel like it would have again added to the stakes of yep. things being like oh like but, not everybody is safe <laughs> but they but they had to they had to bring cork back just so that they could make a Dwayne the rock johnson joke at the end of the movie where he right he, the one that he's mating with at the end with his hand in the volcano for 30 days is Dwayne the rock man i thought that was <laughs> so funny i cry like i love that so much with with all the black adam stuff about to happen i think that was such a funny joke let's talk about gore and then we'll jump more towards the beginning of this movie and work our way back. Um, yep. Your thoughts on Gore? I, I've said I've said a couple of mine, yeah. but I'll I'll add a little bit more to it. I love it. I be I heard going into it how sympathetic he was as a villain and everything. I think I absolutely love. I hate when stories jump into a villain and you see him for the first time and then you get the backstory with some convoluted way that he's telling a story. You start the movie with his backstory and how he got the sword and why he's going to be such a big deal. I I really enjoyed that. The setup with the kid. I mean, I I did not know that the kid was anything about the kid was going to come back later. I it didn't even cross my mind until Thor was trying to convince him in front of Eternity, right? So I thought that was all good. It was very strange to me that he just kind of walked into a lush 
forest obviously placed there by that sun god but like why and how did gore find it so easily after his it was that that to me was like one of my biggest gripes about the whole thing is like he just so easily found this lush paradise that the god found like you would think god would be able to i don't know cloak it somehow that that no one can get in i don't know It, it it felt weird to me it was cool that we had seen that that sun god had just defeated the previous holder of the necro sword we don't really know who that is there's some clues to it uh, just by the weird background shots that we got but you like the parallels between him and jane getting called to their weapon that ultimately is the reason that they die i thought was so cool like those parallels throughout the whole movie was very cool him getting called to the sword the sword raising to him and him killing the sun god i thought that was just an uh, such a cool way to start the show or sorry to start the movie yeah throughout that like he was creepy his acting was amazing the 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 color saturation with just his gold eyes in some of those scenes i yeah i thought he he looked amazing i'm so glad they let him keep his nose jesus we would have had to oh, it's Voldemort. <laughs> like so many people would have just been stuck on that so good on them um yeah i love everything about him and like at, at his motivations the way he was doing things i don't know i thought it i it all worked for me i thought he was a marvelous villain have you uh, and this is a spoiler for next week but have have you gotten through any of the comics that no. we're going to be talking about no have you Inten- started at all intentionally no actually then that's okay. a bigger i mean for the audience i'm moving soon so i'm a, a lot of that has been taking time too but um so yeah, no, i haven't actually started yet i'll save spoilers for then okay all i'll say is we get a fully fleshed out quote-unquote origin story uh, of yes. uh, of gore in fact it's like a solid full issue like of just oh, love that. the backstory can't wait this movie took some similar themes from that okay. i i kind of and again don't like to compare but i kind of like how things went a little bit more in the book than they did in the movie but that being said i enjoyed that we started the movie right off the bat with that before we even got like the marvel uh title screen or any of that which mm-hmm. also kind of surprised me i was like oh oh we're, we're jumping right into this we're yep. we're getting right there how he become how he gets the sword and becomes the god butcher in the books like i said i i, I found it a little bit more satisfying it sure. this the sun god wasn't like as big and obnoxious in in the movie or in the book either but I get that that was like a point. I think it worked so well that he was such like a arrogant, cocky son of a yes. bitch, wasting resources in front of Gore. Like it made me almost cheer for Gore killing him. Like and then and I, yeah, I again such a good job with that. I, again, and I I haven't read uh, any of this yet either, so I'll probably I'll probably feel the same way you did from what I've heard of Gore's origin in the comic too. But yeah. Yeah, Christian Bale crushed it. Um, during the uh, during the credits, before we got to the mid credit scene, I turned to my girlfriend and I'm like, "Hey, do we have time to go to Target after this?" And she's <laughs> like, "Why?" As soon as we got out of the movie, I went to Target and I picked up the Gore figure. Um, I told you that's... you should have just got him when we were there. <laughs> I know, I know, but I got him, <laughs> and that's that should tell you how much i enjoyed his mm-hmm. portrayal uh the scene with the kids 
is another scene where I'm like, I, uh, we're unmixed. Okay. Like I loved everything that happened with the whole like snake puppet, oh. like sock puppet. Yes. That like just creeped the kids out and freaked them out. And I, I cut its head off. It was awesome. I, I loved the joke, like the joke that he made about like, oh, you guys were fine with beheading like a second ago. Yeah. Why like, was this different? At the same time, though, I was like, the fact that you're doing all of this for your kid, and then you're tormenting these children, like I, I feel like that's like, yep. I, I feel like that kind of clashed a little bit. See, but like, I don't I think he, of, yeah, he never planned on actually killing them, unless obvi- unless obviously Thor for some he knew that Thor was gonna care. There was no world where Thor yes. was just like, okay, yeah, sure, kill the kid. In that case, I guess he would have killed them, but. No, his whole, the kids were bait. I mean, I don't think, I think it shows that he didn't, like, you could have made Thor really menacing and really evil, but it would have stepped up, up, over the line, I think, if he would have taken one of them. You know what I mean? Like, to, to show Thor he's serious, but I'm glad they didn't do that. It's it's one of those things that's funny. I, I had, like, a similar thing with uh, with the last movie that we that we talked about that also dealt with, like, an item possessing a character where in just that scene i wish there would have been like a shown of conflict of like like i wish it still would have went how it went sure where he does the jokes and he's tormenting them but we got like a split second of him like showing that maybe he felt bad for like a split second of like oh like for scaring the kids but then like immediately like we we get reminded that oh yeah the sword's possessing him and then he goes back to being his regular thing just it's a small little nitpicky critique sure but i just wanted to throw that out there but otherwise yeah i loved what they did with gore um we'll get to the the end conclusion part of gore sure when we get towards the end of the episode um Let's jump to what I feel like both of us feel like was the weakest part of the movie, and that's the beginning of the movie. Uh, with the pacing, oh. uh, with the Guardians, so that, whole, that whole scene, all of that. I wasn't surprised that that was as little as we got of the Guardians in the beginning. Yeah. But I also felt like they were going to come back towards the end oh really especially especially when like they went to omnipotent city to get this army of gods to help them to come with them and that they didn't they couldn't get anybody to come with them and they're on their way to uh the shadow realm or whatever it was called and they're talking about how like there's nobody that can help us we can't find anybody to help us and i was like you just sent the guardians away couldn't you just call them back and be like hey you help us out for a second here. Sure. Like I thought they were gonna come back towards the end. I and then but when, also I mean with they their, didn't need to with their they guns, didn't need to with all the guns and everything. Like what are the guardians gonna do at that point? I to me I obviously I'm hugely disappointed that we didn't get more as guardians of the galaxy, and I don't think we're going to, which deeply saddens me. Um, I was wanting more in this movie, but at the end of the day, I I didn't come out of this movie going, ah, we should have had more Star-Lord. Like, I, I, it honestly, it worked. As, as disappointed as I was as a huge Guardians fan, um, like, I, they, I think they played their role very well at the beginning. 
I didn't think about that, calling them back. Like, they could have at least had a throwaway line, like, what about the Guardians? And then maybe they were off busy. I don't know. They, they could have had a throwaway line where they a reason why they didn't call them. Cause I, I can see that, too. But at the end of the day, they got the lightning bolt, which is kind of, I, I again, I think they realized that this was a good enough weapon to help. Even if they would have had, like, like a cutscene back to like inside the guardian ship and you see like on one of like the screens like incoming call and it's thor yeah and somebody like nebula being like uh let it go to voicemail i'm so sick of that guy or like something like like that because it seemed like everybody except for peter was like god i can't wait like good i'm glad this guy's staying behind because i like yeah. i'm i'm tired of him you know <laughs> yeah. like just something to be like oh yep we tried but and also i don't know like i aren't the guardians isn't isn't quill supposed to be looking for gamora like what i don't know i know they're probably still on some calls for help and maybe thor got called somewhere but then again he was only called out there when they thought they were gonna lose without him i i did i don't know it, it, it was it was a little this is this is a classic case of these marvel movies are director to director there's no actual through yeah. lines there's there's an overall story that they're going for and i'm sure they get you know i I'm sure Feige gives them like things that they can and can't do, but at the end of the day, they do get to tell their own story within the movie. So that, uh, yeah, that will, most things guardians disappointed me, but at the same time, it never detracted from the movie for me because at the end of the day, they cut it very short and it was a Thor movie from there on out, which I very much enjoyed. Yeah. That most of that scene didn't really work for me. The fact that like, that like he, I feel like sometimes in these in these movies and by these movies I mean and I don't mean to be like mean when I say this but like the Taika movies with Thor I sometimes feel like we treat Thor like he's dumb uh, and like yeah. I I get like the fish out of water scene and like some aspects but like the fact that that the whole temple that they were trying to protect like he's the one that breaks it and like he's all like oh what and i was just like come on dude like like and the i I laughed when i saw them but like the chicken people that they were fighting it's like (laughs) really this is like (laughs) it was a a weird tone after gore lost his daughter and killed a god then we go to these people yeah Um, i agree yeah the the chicken people but i I loved the look of Ravager Thor. Obviously, I oh, amazing. people people on the podcast can't see, but I another one of the figures of this movie that I bought. I, I loved the look of it. I kind of wish that could have stuck around a little bit longer. Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, it didn't need to. Um, but again, a lot of these are all like tiny nitpicky gripes. The, that Guardian scene in the beginning that was like what five minutes of the movie, exactly. and then we were moving on to the gore stuff and uh sif kind of falls into that same portion of like didn't fully work out for me i liked that we get her in this movie and that we see her and that she's alive (laughs) the jokes the jokes didn't land with me in that scene and it's one of the things that i had a problem with in ragnarok that then got carried over to this movie where i don't like the treatment of most of thor's original supporting cast well it's good that she couldn't be in ragnarok otherwise she probably would have got killed by hella effortlessly too 
it's one of the main one of my biggest gripes with that movie the fact yeah. that like we built these characters up for two movies and yep. like thor caring about these characters to then just like off them in a couple seconds it's okay the they're probably in valhalla was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah well but the same was with like Sif here too, where Thor was like joking around about how like, oh, you're probably not going to get to Valhalla because you're no longer on the battlefield and <laughs> if you die and all that. And, Your like, arm's probably in Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, where's the Thor that's like, you're my friend that like I haven't seen in years, but I still care about. Like, I didn't know where the hell you went or if you were even still alive, and now that you are yeah. and you're dying, like. Show a little bit more care than being like, oh, your arm's going to make it to Valhalla, but you're not. <laughs> also, I love Sif, but, like, did she really think she was going to protect that big fucking god that I can't remember the name, but the god that, the, the amazing shot that they stole from the comics, right? That they, they're on that mountaintop looking over at the fallen god with the blood. Like, I can't remember his name, but, like, did she really think going to help him was going to, like, ah, uh, that was weird. For and me. that was part weird of god to go protect. That that was part of it too, where you'll you'll probably realize before next week when you read the books, but like I felt like and maybe that's just me reading like the dialogue that was given to me in a book compared to like Chris Hemsworth's delivery of dialogue in this movie, but like in the book it was like, Oh shit, like this guy was really cool and like we yeah. weren't the best of friends, but like we were pretty good friends and I'm a little up like I'm sure. upset that this guy's dead and I'm upset to see all these other people dead. Mm -hmm. Whereas this movie was just kind of like, Oh yeah, he was, he was a cool guy. Like I'm, I'm surprised to see him dead and that sucks, but let's, mm -hmm. let's move on. Like yeah. it was like, that was one of the rare moments in this movie where I felt like this is where we needed more weight mm -hmm. and we didn't get it. Whereas like the, and again, what, how nervous i was going into this movie like i think those like first five to ten minutes i was like oh no oh no like are are my fears coming to fruition but then we we course corrected pretty quickly when we started to get into the jane stuff yeah um do we want to jump there right away yeah i'm good this was the thing that i was the most nervous about with this going into this movie um this is a serious arc for this character mm -hmm. that I didn't want to be treated like a joke. Yep. And watching Ragnarok, I felt like the possibility could have been there. And the fact that it was treated the way that it was treated in this movie, it this Jane was like my favorite parts of this whole entire movie. Like if Chris Hemsworth would have been like, yeah, I'm done with Thor. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And they just focused on Jane and Gore. I would have been completely fine. Yeah. But I'm not saying like, oh, I'm mad that Chris Hemsworth was in this movie. Because I, I liked that he was in this movie. And that all the stuff that was going along with that. But Jane was the, the big standout for me in this movie. Um, I thought Natalie Portman crushed it. We definitely, like kind of stopped with the jokes when it yeah. dealt with like her cancer stuff which is what needed to be done i have some personal trauma with cancer and all that stuff and especially like the stage four stuff so like that stuff definitely hit me pretty hard watching this movie and this is 
not me being like this is a another tiny nitpicky thing but like i was like jane you could look a lot rougher at stage four because <laughs> yeah. because i've seen stage four like the, the, the fact roughest, that she the roughest she looks is when they come back down from the moon that they were battling on yeah but the fact that like it was just like heavy eyeshadow and like she still got her hair but it looks a little scraggly i was like i was yeah. like you you should look like a bald like walking skeleton at this point Which and i, I kind of that's what they did in them they, they does they do that in the comics i've seen them i've seen the panels and i wish they would have i felt like as strong as all of these scenes were that dealt with that like i felt like that could have just added that extra that extra weight to it that extra shock value that to see like like I said, basically a walking skeleton yeah. then turned into like this goddess could have been like an extreme visual and like could have really caught you. Not that they couldn't have done it too. She got an in incredible shape for the Mighty Thor scenes and you could tell when she wasn't in that, they did kind of shoot around it, especially at the beginning. She's in a hospital yep. bed and they kind of do try to shoot from the shoulders up so you don't see her massive arms that she got in shape uh, for. Yeah, I it's almost like it's the same i think it's it's a big reason that people didn't like a lot of people didn't like this movie and a lot of people didn't like multiverse of madness because it's not a marvel movie they, no because we get we get uh sam raimi doing his sam raimi movie it just so happened to be about dr strange we get taika waititi doing a taika waititi project just so happens to be about thor and gore and jane so like yes i can see the disappointment in some people and like they could have done that they could have gone full on like this is what stage four looks like but i don't think that's what taiga wants in his movie he wants that to be still be as much as you talked about the orgy of references he still wants this to be a pretty family friendly movie where a lot of people like people can bring their kids to see it so and not not to say that they shouldn't see it. like it, i feel like it was a fine line that he was trying to walk i do think that they still could have gone farther without making it too graphic almost yeah, I agree. Uh, but again, a tiny nitpick. Otherwise, yeah. I I love what they did with her. I like their origin of how she becomes like the Mighty Thor and the reason behind it. Yeah, I like that. I like that Molnir breaks apart like bullets, oh. like for her. And now Thor and, like, needs to the, do that in future movies too. I'm so excited. And the pieces all fly off and all that too. I thought that that was really awesome. Um, I love I, I love that where Mjolnir was like that must have yeah. been where they fought Hela and that's where it sat since she broke it and they couldn't move the ground around it they had to dig that whole section down just to get Mjolnir up in a pedestal like that I thought that was super cool yeah I like that too I loved uh, I loved Jane and Valkyrie and King Valkyrie yeah their relationship together awesome. that was something that i wanted a little bit more of like i wanted to see them do a little bit more together because the chemistry was so great that was another uh, thing like they they jump from jane finding mjolnir and mjolnir starting to move and then they jump it has to be like a couple days in the future to where thor is they're fighting all the the shadow demons in at in new asgard right because uh valkyrie already knows about jane like she sees the hand like she i can't remember where exactly in the fight but she reacts to jane like oh you haven't seen the new guy like she already knows and they already have rapport you know what i mean like even i don't have they met before this i know not that i can think of so like even though i'm sure thor has told valkyrie about her 
I thought we missed that as much as I, here's the thing. Like they, the reveal of her being Thor, even though we saw it in the trailer, like the reveal in the movie and the plot of it, that scene is what we should have gotten. Unfortunately, that just means we didn't get the original transformation, which apparently they shot. Um, and anything in between with her relationship budding with Valkyrie, like you said. Yeah, I want I wanted a little bit more of that because yeah. it was working so well. I was like, I I want to see this. Like, Agreed. give me give me a six a six episode Disney Plus series of just the adventures of Jane and Valkyrie. Honestly, though. <laughs> uh yeah i would love that um, we might get them in the future as both valkyries though Ooh, just saying i mean valkyrie that... our our quote-unquote valkyrie tessa thompson would probably go under some new name of i don't know king of asgard whatever she could be literally just king um but yeah we could get we i think we could still get those two together if like if we talked like we talked about natalie portman still wants to do stuff and they make her a valkyrie yeah that ooh, now i want yeah i want that now yes absolutely uh speaking of tessa thompson i thought she killed it in this movie too amazing uh, her, her character didn't quite work for me in ragnarok all the time yep. like it was like a 50 50 this movie i was like i want more like you're you're giving me just a little taste here like give me give me more i i thought she was phenomenal and again i thought that she was underused taika i guess has like a four-hour cut of this movie like That's, the original i don't want to and see it don't do it I, <laughs> he doesn't want to do it I, and i don't want to see it no don't I, do it. i don't want to see it either but that being said though like some of the things that like he's talked about that were in that cut that were left out there's like that's kind of the stuff that i wish would have made it into this sure. movie like we we talked about gore not really being like not really butchering any gods in this in this movie in the four hour cut yeah you see him kill a couple of gods and you see him go to different planets and all that uh, I feel like there's probably more of this Jane and Valkyrie stuff uh, in that cut too yeah just some of the things that like that he's teased that were in it it was like mm, that's the stuff that should have made it into the movie not like the seventh time the goats scream at us. <laughs> Yeah, that got old pretty quickly for me. Um, that never... that got old for me too, and the I thought it was funny like the first time it happened, but the the whole fact that like the love triangle between Thor and Mjolnir and Stormbreaker, oh. like love that was that. funny at first too, but then that also got a little old after oh, a while. Really? Where I was like, I was like, come on, can we just? I thought it was pretty funny not as old as the goats though no and like that worked for more people than i thought it would and i was again the podcast i listened to everybody's like that never got old and i was like really that got old for me after the second time <laughs> the only the only time it was really funny for me was when uh when korg finally called him in omnipotent city and you just hear the screaming from outside of that big building and then they crash through the, the glass like that to me was funny but even before that, like, I've never been a screaming goats on the internet kind of guy. So, like, it was as soon as they were introduced and they were, I was like, oh, come on. Like, this is oh, such a, the, this is such like a 2010 joke that we're doing right yeah. now. Um, and when they crashed into the, into the shadow realm too, like, I, I, <laughs> that, that part's too. so funny. <laughs> that part made me laugh really hard. Yeah. But speaking of that part, that besides the Jane and the gore stuff, that whole sequence in and of itself when they finally get to the shadow realm mm -hmm. 
hands down the best part of the movie. Yeah. Like, hands down. Like, that was the creepy-ass stuff that I wanted from Gore. I loved that he was getting into everybody's heads. Yep. Like, that. that's that's comic book gore right there. And I love the way that it was shot. Like, yeah. I love... And the fact that they had to use, like, brand new technology to, like, get right. this lighting effect going on. The fact that it was, like, black and white and then came into color when Ugh. either Stormbreaker or Molnir lit up and, like, it only lit up, like, those, like, that going on. When Jane first walks into the tent and lights up Molnir, I was like, oh, dude. Super cool. Like, she's in color and everything else is still in black and white. And I was like, this is awesome. And like, I love that Jane was the one that figures out about the about the uh, the Bifrost and just fucking yeets the, ha- the yaks yes. out of there. I love because I even me I didn't even put two and two together. I was like, oh yeah, they need the Bifrost, and then she grabs the fucking uh, Stormbreaker and yeets. I was like, oh my god, yeah, that's the whole reason. Like it, it almost like clicked for me at that point. Like that's why Gore uh, brought them in there. Like yeah, that whole I I, I think I already mentioned it. The whole uh, decolorization and everything. I just what yeah, I love that kind of cinematography. It looked amazing. Just trying to jumping around here, thinking of anything else. Uh, that I want to talk to before we get to the very end of the movie. Again, I realized that the movie's called Love and Thunder. I kind of, while I thought they had great chemistry, I kind of felt like the the rekindling of the romance of Thor and Jane felt a little forced. I don't know if it was like, ever rekindling, I, though. I mean, Thor's always been hung up on her. He has. It, it was more or less like the kiss on the boat. I didn't sure. like that. I felt that really? that was very forced. The and at that moment, I knew one of them was dying. Yes, to me, it was the it was those moments where Thor kind of showed his colors to show that he's selfish, and the fact that like the fact that like she says that she's dying, and all that stuff. Like the fact that it was like well, like him basically professing his love to her to like get that going back up in that kiss like to me that felt like like i i'm doing what i want to do regardless of the fact that that you're that you're dying like i kind of wish that i wish it would have felt more like i am i'm supportive of you like yes we've been through a lot but we're we're gonna be together like it's hard to explain. The kiss felt forced. Like when that happened, I was like, "Oh, like really?" I it it just it didn't feel natural in that moment to me. Like it it felt like I I want to do what I want to do and I'm gonna do it right now. And she was okay with it, but it it just it didn't feel natural to me. All right, I I mean I don't know how to actually describe, but I I disagree. I don't know. Like to me, like he had to profess his love. Like she, uh, they both know that she's dying at that point. Like I, it's not like he. It, there, there wouldn't have been the same emotional weight behind the whole scene where he's convincing her to stay behind, and then like it, he could have told her in his dying arms, but then they would have missed that again. Like I don't know. I, I didn't have a problem with it. It was, it was mostly just the kiss on the boat that didn't work for me. Because when, okay. when he's, when they're in the hospital, and like that's like the first time in the movie that he actually does say like, no, I love you. Like, and that's why I want you to stay alive. Like all that stuff worked for me, but it was like the kiss didn't work. 
I, I interesting. I don't know what it was about it, but it just it felt forced. It didn't feel natural, and it felt it felt like Thor doing what he wanted to do, despite what was going on in the moment. For me, right. um, I think that's most of my that's most of the stuff that I want to talk to, other than like the end of the movie. So should we just jump there? Yeah. Anything else that you want to say? No, I think that's it. I think we're good. I loved that the kids got involved in the fight at the end. Oh my god, we haven't even mentioned Axel yet. <laughs> yes, Heimdall's son. Yeah, such a cool reveal. I, I, never in my life had I imagined that the Heimdall was gonna have a kid, and like I think that's such a cool way to keep that. Because I thought that power was so cool. I thought it was very weird that they, not weird that they killed him off. Because like that's a big character to kill off, but like. I'm so glad that 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 they brought that in because it worked. Axel is clearly training with Siv now, so like he's gonna have a bigger role. Yeah, I thought I thought he was such a cool character because he was brave throughout all that too. Like he was the one kind of calming down some of the kids. He was telling the kids the stories about Thor. I thought he was awesome. I I liked the fact that he, despite viewing Thor as like one of his heroes, that he could also stand up to him at the same time. Yeah, like the first time he shows up and he's giving like bad advice and he's like dude just get out of here yeah. <laughs> like just just leave yep. instead of being like oh okay this reminds me of one of the other jokes that didn't work for me when uh valkyrie's like tickling thor's nose when he's like trying to figure out where they are and he keeps like itching his nose and swatting his nose i was like you are trying to find the kids yeah. Thor is doing the only way that you know how to find them. Why would you try to distract him and get him out of this scene? At that point, like what? He was there for a couple minutes, so it's like, okay, they probably got what they needed. I don't know. I that part made me laugh. Uh, that that part did not work for Fair me enough. at all. Like, and again, there's a lot of jokes that I that I laughed really hard at, and there were a lot of jokes that I thought were really funny. The flashback montage of Thor and Jane's relationship so I thought good. was hilarious. So good. Like that kind of stuff worked for me, but there were some jokes in here where I was like, mm, that that should have been cut. That that's fair. Get that out of here. And that the the tickling of the nose was right. was one of them. <laughs> but then we but then we got all the kids at like with thor powers which was yes so cool the one shot of the little little girl just i i don't remember what her weapon was but she splits it was her one stuffed of those. animal wasn't yeah. it no that was the one she was using the stuffed animal to, like shoot laser eyes out of i can't remember oh, what the yeah. really little girl had but it, it, whatever she had she cut one of these monsters in half and the shot is the monster falling like split screen and the kid just standing there glowing yellow eyes just this huge smile on her face as she just murdered this it was one of the coolest scenes i thought that was awesome all the kids in that battle were so cool thor using the lightning bolt was so cool yeah that that whole scene and obviously i mean again so many nods to the comics and higher beings that we are going to get in this marvel universe um with the living tribunal and the watcher just to name a few but like yeah, that Jane whole... coming back and yeah. ultimately saving the day was awesome. I okay, me and you are normally the one who doesn't like like the trailers reveal too much, right? I hate yeah. I hate that the trailers revealed that she was already in that setting because I we throughout that whole speech of Thor saying like I want you to stay, I want you to stay, you can't be Thor again. I we had already seen her in that location. Like to me that it, it it was still a really good emotional scene it it almost got me to tear up but then it's like 
I no, I know that she's already going there. Like you already like yes, of course she's going to. But they had already shown us that scene. It kind of pissed me off a little bit. Uh It didn't bother me. <laughs> Fair enough. And and it didn't bother me because like he's like please stay. Like I know I want you to stay. And she's like, "Okay." And I was like, "We know you're going to come in the Just, final fight." Yeah. Like I was like I was I was like, I can't see you making it out of this movie. I, I feel like Natalie Portman was like, as much as like I hate that I gave to like the last movie that I was in, and that's why I didn't sure. come and I made like such a big stink. I'll come back and I'll pay this character the honor it deserves and like wrap it up real nicely. And if I don't want to come back, I don't have to. Like this is like this could be my one and done. And that's kind of where I was like, I don't think, and especially the fact that like. That they did give her the cancer route. I was yeah. like, you're, you're not, you're not making that out of this movie. And I, I, I completely erased anything from the trailers out of my head in the moment of the movie. For some so like, reason, I couldn't get that shot out of my head during that whole, I was like, okay, I know where they're going. I know what's going to happen. I, it, I And what I think what makes me so angry is that that shot was not needed for the trailer at all. We had already seen her as Thor in other shots. I truly believe the only reason they put that shot in there is the just to put those statues in the background, just to get people talking on the internet about the Living Tribunal and Lady Death and the Watcher. Well, that and it was the shot where she's like summoning the lightning. Yeah, and, but like, again, that's, like that's, that, we don't do we need to? What, that should be a scene that we save for the movie. But I, we're I, we're getting. A we don't. Off but if if you're mark if you're the marketing department, you're like, mm, that's a cool shot to throw in the trailer so you just show get her people Thor, hyped and then about in the movie you see her something going anyway um yeah no the final fight where she gets she i mean she throws oh they they break the uh what did they use to break they use the, uh, the so he's he's got the fucking lightning bolt split in half right and he's he, yeah. he he's in a stalemate with the uh, necro sword and gore and then she fucking throws the hammer and it breaks the sword the sword's trying to fix it back fix itself back together she throws the shards and the shards collect the neck the part of the necro necrosword and then she uses that power to fucking oh my god that was awesome i thought that she basically used the sword to kill the sword super cool uh pun intended i thought she dropped the hammer with god her uh with her with her line <laughs> with her her catchphrase i oh speak we'll get to that i thought that they were building up to in the book there's a line about let's let's let the hammer do the talking and i thought that that's i thought that that's what we were building up to i don't even remember what her final like her final catchphrase that she sell along was but i was like really <laughs> well, like we, that's, I, that's that's how unrememberable it was where i was like come on come well, on like we, i i get that you were trying to build up to like that cool superhero like <laughs> we don't actually know what her final uh catchphrase was because she whispered it to thor right before she dies whatever she said to gore when she was trying yeah to, she said something there she made but then, a speech about like trying to come up with the catchphrase or right, whatever right and then she said something and i was like really right but then when she's dying she says oh i finally figured out what my catchphrase is and then she whispered it whispers it to thor and i'm sure we're gonna get that revealed at some point it's she's gonna be our... it's gonna be a major plot point for thor i think i think it has something to do with love if i had to guess if it is that's gonna have to be like taika's imagination because i already heard that natalie say in an interview that like whatever she said to to thor to chris hemsworth 
like Taika didn't give her any direction and she doesn't plan to reveal that. Ever. No, but they can use that as a plot point later. <laughs> they can, yeah. Yeah. It'd be it'd be curious to know like what Natalie Portman says to Chris Hemsworth would, yeah. while shooting. <laughs> I mean, how many how many takes? I mean, how many is it, how many times did she get him to crack a, on a joke or something? Right. Um. Oh, I loved how Eternity looked. I know this is probably where about where we are. I, yes. I love they they nailed Eternity. He looked. I cannot stop looking at pictures of him. He looked fucking awesome. I liked the realm too. How it yeah. just looked like a. He's like a wishing well. They made yeah. him into a wishing well. He was in just a plain a pool of water, which was a phenomenal twist, a flip on its head of how the movie started with Gore looking for water on that dry planet too. This yep, is where yep. he. So good. How do you feel about how things went down in this scene? Love it. I think it worked really well. Cause I didn't, I didn't think about that. I was like, I didn't, I thought he was going to defeat Gore. Gore was going to die before he could get a wish off. And then I thought Thor was going to make one and bring Jane back or something. But the, the wish that he got and the ramifications of that going towards the end or at the end of the movie here, I, I really enjoy it. I think there's, I think there's a lot that they can do with it. Here comes Mr. Negative here. No. <laughs> it didn't quite work for me. Really? I, I, he's not I okay. At, at this point, he's not he's not as corrupted by the Necro Sword, right? His color was even coming back to his. So yeah. at this point, he Thor makes him realize that the whole thing that the only thing that he ultimately wanted was his daughter to live. He was never praying at the beginning of the movie for them to survive. It was all about her surviving. He had a line in earlier in the movie that was like, "I don't, I don't want." Or something about like I'm glad my daughter doesn't have to suffer through this world that we're in, or something like something maybe, along those lines. Or maybe now he believes then, in Thor so much that, like I I wish I liked the fact he that he obviously does because he asks her he asks him to watch over her, which and again it was like hey I was just trying to kill you you've like been my enemy this whole time like all the gods in my eyes like were were bad and now I'm gonna like leave. Now he knows my that daughter isn't. I'm, I'm gonna leave my daughter with you. I, like I, I liked, I liked the Thor's message of of choose love. Mm-hmm. Like I, I liked all that. I, I felt like there could have been a different way where, and I don't know how I feel about Thor being like a surrogate dad to Gore's daughter either. Like fair going forward. Like I. I never expected and or wanted to really see like Daddy Thor. Okay, but his I, whole his whole story was about his relationship with Odin, and now that he's kind of found himself, now it gets flipped on his head. Now he gets to be a better not even not necessarily even a better father, but like he gets to he gets to do what Odin did. I guess, but Odin's not really mentioned at all in this movie or any of blood. that arc. Ah, he is know. technically mentioned. We get we get Matt Damon and uh, and, oh. uh, and the other Hemsworth rather back. Oh, which okay. Is, yeah. And Melissa McCartney. Yeah. I that oh my god, that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know. I yeah, it, it didn't really it didn't really land for me. Like I kind of wish like in choosing love, Gore would have wished that he could have like just been with his daughter. And you like you see him go with his daughter. Like it, they don't even have to be alive. Like they, they go off into eternity together. Like, 
Well, obviously their religion has an afterlife too. Yeah. It, 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 it's pretty set up that all of these religions have afterlife. So like, I guess you could have had him go into that afterlife with her, but maybe there's now she gets to actually live and she gets to make a difference and then she'll join him eventually. I don't know. Or like, like choose love. Like, I know this is usually what other movies would do, but then they'd be like, oh, okay, well, like, I've had my shot, and I see that you're losing your shot, so let me give you another chance. Yeah, like, wish I, 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 I thought that they were, I thought that they were going thought, to Jane, wishing Jane's cancer away. I thought I so like too. I didn't like. I that. thought so too. I don't know. the The daughter thing didn't work for me. That's shot. That's crazy. Fair enough. It, yeah. I. Yeah. The, there was there was a like I said there was a line that Gore said about something about like he didn't want his daughter to uh, live in a world where the something about the gods not caring enough or the gods weren't yeah I can't remember exactly something why. something about like um something about like her glad that she wasn't in in that world or whatever and then the fact that it, like his final wish is oh I want to bring you back to this world not only that but I want to bring you back to this world knowing that I'm not gonna be here with you either headcanon like, i'm telling you it's my headcanon he now trusts thor so much uh, he has to he literally but he literally asked and him i, I guess her. that's that's what the movie builds up to but it didn't it didn't work for me it Fair and enough. i and again i i don't know how i feel about surrogate thor daddy at the end like i i I thought it was cute that that's why the movie's called love and thunder literally but at the same time i was like i don't know it 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 didn't work for me. He got, and to cook, uh, he got to cook her pancakes like he used to do for Jane. Come on, man. <laughs> I get it, but yeah, uh, the yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, it didn't. It didn't work. It didn't work. And so, oh, fair enough. But all of that being said, I still liked this movie. Yes, we, we both that, like, still very and much I enjoyed get this that movie. I threw a lot of nitpicky things in here, but a lot of it did really work for me. The action really worked for me. Gore up up until Gore bringing back his daughter and then dying, like Gore worked for me. Jane really worked for me this whole time throughout the whole movie and her arc. And most of the comedy landed with me. There were some things that I felt like went a little too far and some things that I was like, ah, come on. But overall, I had a really good time. I had a lot of fun with this movie. Uh, I showed my hand earlier by saying that I want to see this again mm -hmm. compared to other movies in Phase 4 that have come out that I haven't gone back to revisit, that I haven't felt the urge to go back and revisit. This is one of those movies where I'm like, no, I, I do kind of want to see this again. And I probably will figure out a time to go back to the theater to see this again. We get a mature Thor who now can help lead these younger. But we're getting a lot of young and new superheroes, um, so he can be that that guy who's he's obviously been there. He's an original Avenger, and he can he can then now help lead. He's not going to be there all the time. He's probably going to be a lot like Captain Marvel, where he's really not there often. But like he can help mentor and he can help guide some of these people. Um, we get Hercules, which is. Oh, cannot wait. Um, we get Valhalla, more afterlife. I mean, th this movie, th and we get love, which I think it, she's going to, she's obviously going to be, it feels like they're setting up Young Avengers on so many different levels. So I think that's a pretty easy fit there. I, I think 
there's a lot to like coming out of the and like i said so many higher beings i think we're gonna get jeffrey wright uh playing the watcher in a live action movie at some point which is i think is going to be so cool i i can't wait for the future of the mcu right now even though the next movie that's coming out we haven't even had a fucking trailer or anything for i'm so excited uh we got we got San Diego Comic Con and D twenty three coming up in That's like true. a couple weeks. So but if they don't show anything there, like when do we start not worrying, I guess, but I don't know. That's how if we don't if we don't get a trailer or anything for Black Panther, either at Comic Con or D twenty three, which is in August. I guarantee we'll, we'll get a title. We already have a title, Wakanda Forever. Oh yeah, you're right. So maybe a poster. And, I don't know. We, I, I just, I don't know. It feels weird that we haven't seen anything yet. And if we don't, I don't think that movie's coming this year. I mean, there's been talk about all the struggles that they had during production. And there's all the talk right now about how like, there's not enough people working on special effects to the point where like some movies, even like the week before, are like, are we going to be able to drop this movie yeah, <laughs> in right. the theaters? Uh, so any of those could all be factors into the, and the fact that like they had to pretty much redo the whole movie when Chadwick died and uh, figure out a whole game, new game plan for it. Apparently, I, to, apparently today they announced a black carpet premiere event. <laughs> well, there we go. There we go. There's our answer. November 11th, <laughs> November 11th. We're looking at it. So yeah, we're, we're going to get a trailer. We're going to get, I think so too a lot of information i think at either comic-con or d23 i think d23 i think comic-con we're going to get more information on like the things that we know are coming like uh like she hulk and um the guardians christmas special <laughs> guardians christmas special don't roll and... your eyes at that <laughs> no i'm not i'm okay. not okay uh quantum mania maybe i think maybe I think D23 is going to be like, these are the things that are coming that you didn't know about. Sure. And like the big stuff. I think they're going to say the big stuff for that. We're probably going to get our fantastic forecasting at D23. The announcement of John Krasinski directing the movie. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sticking, I'm sticking <laughs> with it. I'm going to get one of these predictions right, Brian. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. I'm just, I'll just say we'll see. I, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. So, uh, final thoughts for you on Thor Love and Thunder. Really fun watch. I'm definitely going to watch it again. Maybe, I don't know, about in the theater. Only, I mean, that's not not because I don't want to, but for other <laughs> financial reasons. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm definitely going to watch it again. I'm in the middle of a uh, Marvel rewatch anyway right now, so eventually I'll get back to it. Um, but like I said, it did... This has really made me excited for the future of Marvel. On that note, let's jump into best off recommendations of the week. I don't know if I've watched anything over the past week other than Stranger Things. <laughs> um, Love and Thunder, I watched. Yeah, Stranger Things. Finishing, fully watching season two was very cool again. Like with all the knowledge of all four seasons now, it's very cool to go back and watch all these seasons because there's so many tie-ins. Again, I've said it before, they clearly knew what they were doing when they started filming season one. It sucks with how much it's been postponed and everything, and now the kids look a lot older, but at the end of the day, the story that they're telling is still awesome. It's all tied together. 
I I'm in the middle of season three now too. I just, and I think season two and season three got shit on a little bit because of how amazing season one was. But I think if people go back and actually watch them, of course it's not as good. I don't think we'll ever get something. I mean, season four, I think damn near rivaled season one, but I don't think season two or in season three, were ever going to live up to the hype. I think they're good in their own right. I I really do. I think they get too much hate. Um, So that's probably going to be mine for the week is Keep watching. Keep, go back and watch Stranger, Stranger Things. Is honestly top three TV series for me of all time. And my best off recommendation of the week is going to deal with and tease what we're going to be doing next week. Uh, my recommendation is if you loved Thor: Love and Thunder, if you liked it, if you liked Gore the God Butcher, my recommendation is to go back and read the god butcher saga in uh the comics we are going to be doing a midwesterners read series starting next week we're going to be doing all 11 issues of the gore butcher saga the comics are absolutely amazing the movies take the themes and the characters and kind of do their own thing there are some things that show up in the comics that are similar to the movie and vice versa but overall it's they're very they're two very different stories but they're the the comics are so good they're so well written you get some of that you get some of that uh like shakespearean mythical like feel with how it's written but it's written in a way where you understand it where like sentences are just structured to give it more gravitas and make it feel more epic but you understand what's going on Mm-hmm. gore is awesome in the book and you get a completely different story where we're following a few different versions of thor trying to take down gore at different times we get like kyle t's the god bomb <laughs> the ultimate weapon to take out all of the gods in the universe it's such a fun ride i am through like half of it at this point um I just got through the origin story of Gore before I saw the movie. Haven't had the chance to sit down and read it since, but it's it's a wild, it's a fun ride. It's super epic. The art almost has like a painted feel to it, and it's gorgeous. Highly recommend reading the uh, God Butcher Saga. We're going to be posting all of the links to the books throughout this week and next week, teasing uh, our Midwesterners read series that we're going to be doing next week with it. We might finish it up in an episode. It might take two. We'll just have to sit and find out. Depends on how long Kyle and I can blab about it, as well as our special guest that's going to be joining us. Uh, All of that is coming next. We have been your Midwesterners. That's M-I-D. W-E-S-T-E-R-N-E-R-D-S. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Midwestern Nerds. We are the Midwestern Nerds podcast on Facebook. If you'd like to send us an email, you can send that to MidwesternNerds at gmail.com. You can find our podcast wherever you find a podcast. Please remember to rate and review us, share and subscribe. All of these things help this show to be the best Midwestern nerd show that we can possibly give to you. Helps us to not only uh, figure out what we're doing right, but helps us to 
get some feedback on things that we can improve upon and also helps us to figure out what our audience wants to hear us to talk about other than just what we always want to talk about granted we're always going to have that final say but if there's some things that you want to hear us talk about please reach out to us in any of those ways to let us know about those things for your midwesterners this week i've been brian stoffel and i've been ko kyle olson and whether it's beer brats comics or screaming goats 